Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 020. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, have you ever wanted to see a miracle right before your eyes? Ever wonder if God can still work them? There's a key to seeing them happen around you. They may not be the biggest miracles. You may not see fire coming down from heaven or something on that scale, but they can still be miracles nonetheless. Part of the key of witnessing them falls on us. Let's find out what it is. Have you ever faced a task that at first glance, it just looked too big, too impossible to try and tackle? You ever say, okay, I'm going to give this a second, take another look, and at second and third glance, you go, yep, this thing is still too impossible to take on. Not going to happen. Maybe it's a, a pile of overwhelming bills. Maybe it's a crazy to-do list. Maybe it's just trying to get your family out the door in the morning. As you look at the clock and it's ticking away, you have one person who can't find their shoes, another person who's throwing their breakfast, and another person who missed the toilet by about 50 feet. And you get to 8 a.m. and you're thinking, I need a nap already. There's not enough coffee in the world. I mean, this is all hypothetical. I don't know anything about this. Is there any plus side to going through days like that? Could there possibly be? Well, today, we're going to look at a pretty extreme example. But hopefully, it will give you some hope that there is a plus side. There is a purpose to barreling through it. As impossible as it might seem. With a little bit of help passage that I'm going to read today, going to do Pentecost from the Old Testament, if you will. Ezekiel 37. The story may be familiar to some, but here it is, though, we're for the first time. The hand of the Lord came upon me, Ezekiel says, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He led me all around them, and there were very many lying in the valley, and they were all very dry. God said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and to cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord." So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then God said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Ever felt like that? Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. All my people... And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. 
I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you upon your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God, in this seemingly impossible scene, help us to see you at work. Likewise, help it not to be something distant, some miracle from a far-off land in a far-off time, but something you can do in our lives today. Amen. Now, I would like to introduce you to my good friend, Herman. Now, Herman and I go way back, all the way to, what, Friday? But we have a unique aspect to our relationship, in that Herman is, in fact, dead, not living. Now, if you were to squint a little bit, you might be able to think he's a living person who just happened to misplace his skin. But, you know, he's kind of similar to me. He has bones, like I do. Can move with a little bit of help. Has teeth, yep. But the fact is, Herman would probably be more comfortable, more in his element in Ezekiel's Valley with the rest of the piles of dry and lifeless bones. The truth is, so would many others. Now, Herman, I'm going to leave you be for just a second, so do me a favor and watch them, okay? Because the truth I am going to share with you is not going to win me any popularity contests. But I'm going to quote Paul out of Ephesians 2.1 when he says that everybody was dead according to their sins and their trespasses. Herman, anybody coming after me? Wait, what am I thinking? Welcome to life apart from Christ. Bizarre as this scenario may seem that Ezekiel gets to see in chapter 37. We see one chapter earlier in 36 how God reveals that this pile of bones is his people, Israel. After they had been faithless, after they had profaned the name of their Lord, after their hearts had grown from flesh to stone. And God sort of sits Ezekiel into this mess and just makes him take it in. Almost to be overwhelmed by it, I'm sure. Sometimes we need that same kind of wake-up call. We need to remember what life without Christ looks like. Two weeks ago, we talked about how there are those times when we have kind of grinded out faith. When we are not in, on the mountaintop, when we're not having those spiritual highs, and we're not necessarily in the valley. But we're just kind of going through the day-to-day. Sometimes we need to be snapped out of those. Because in those times, and we're just sort of going through the motions, all of a sudden sin may not look so bad. Repentance may not seem so urgent. Life may not seem so abundant. For the non-Christian, I hope this would be like a wake-up call of what life looks like without Christ. We need to remember what it is that we are saved out of. Out of being yet one more, or 206 more, of those bones in the dry valley. Like the hiker who looks over the cliff that he almost fell down and goes, I'm really glad to be standing on solid ground right now. Woken up. Snapped out of it. Because that kind of life, that life without Christ, is like like a party with Herman. Maybe good for about five seconds, but then gets old really fast. So where does God go with this? With an impossible question. It says in verse 3, O mortal, can these bones live? Now, it seems like a pretty obvious, duh question. No. No more than 
Herman could start living, could start growing a beating heart. Ezekiel almost pauses, almost uh, stalls a little bit. Oh, Lord, you know. Translation, if anybody can do it, you can. But God doesn't stop there. Because he says in the next verse, prophesy to these bones. Speak to these bones. Make these bones listen to you. And I know I may be going way off the scale as far as lunacy on how this story is turning out and unraveling. And you may hear it and be at this point and go, you know what, I have no history or no experience with the idea of being asked to resurrect a bunch of bones. What do I do with this? Where, where does this impact my life? Well, have you ever asked a boss for a raise? Have you ever asked out the cute co-ed in Sunday, in Sunday school or study hall? Pick your choice. Biggie, have you ever asked your kids, tried to get your kids to do their homework on time, before dinner, without a fight? But that last one kind of throws it off the edge. How about something a little more universal? You ever kind of get led to give a call, maybe make up with an estranged friend or family member? You ever get that kind of nudge that maybe you should talk to somebody, confront, deal with somebody who had hurt you in the past? If you've ever had a leading like that and thought, you know what, not today, you know exactly what Ezekiel is going through. Because this is one of those situations that Ezekiel is probably like, you know what, I can't do this. Not today, God. Wait till somebody else is in this valley. It may seem crazy. Forgive somebody that hurt me? Are you nuts? Ever said that? Talk to somebody who burned me 25 years ago? Are you kidding me? Ever had that run through your head? Prophesy to these bones and tell them to listen to me? It's right in. Just as crazy, just as nuts. So why would God put us into such impossible situations? Why would he put Ezekiel into such an impossible situation? I mean, it, takes, it would take an expert just with one skeleton to put the bones together in the right way and make it kind of look like a human, let alone an entire field of such bones. And you throw in the idea of, can these bones live? There's more to life than just having a skeleton. But the good news is, is God does this to Ezekiel for that phrase that keeps coming up. Then they will know that I am God. And the good thing about it is, God doesn't ask Ezekiel to do this on his own. God doesn't ask us to do these crazy, wild, insane things on our own. We are more than free to pray, God, give me the heart that says I can forgive this person who hurt me. Because I can't do it on my own. God, give me the courage to talk to this person that I haven't talked to in so long because of something that happened that I can't even remember what it was. Because I can't muster up the guts on my, by myself. God says, hey, ask, please. And catch what God does not ask Ezekiel to do. Does God say to Ezekiel, resurrect these bones, give them life again? Nope. Does God even say, build me a skeleton, make me a Herman out of all these piles? Nope. Doesn't even require that much expertise. God does say, prophesy to these bones, speak to these bones, which from a physical sense is a whole lot easier. One can certainly say words a whole lot easier than one could turn Herman into a living human. But it tests his faith. 
all the more. And when Ezekiel obeys, that's when the prize comes. Because when Ezekiel obeys, even if he doesn't understand it, he says these words to the bones, and he gets a front row seat to God working a miracle in front of him. And the bones start coming together. And the flesh and the sinews start growing. Maybe there's even a a beat of a heart in there as well on that field of dry, not-so-dead bones. Now, who would be a little bit impressed if Herman started growing skin and finished this message for me? Anybody? I guarantee if that happened, you'd have something to talk about at the water cooler on Monday. The waitresses at Cross Park may know our orders by heart, but I guarantee they would have something new if they heard Herman finished out my message for me. Miracle. Right before our eyes. What if that happened every week? I guarantee it would not get old. You would not leave here, or you not even go about your week and think, yep, God performed another miracle. So what? Same old, same old. Bet he'll do another one tomorrow. It would never grow old. And the thing is, it can work that way. It can. Now, maybe not to the scale of Herman growing skin and preaching a message for me, finishing this out. But think about it this way. What if maybe I struck a chord, struck a nerve that Herman doesn't have with my earlier examples? And maybe you've got a neighbor that you need to have a conversation with for whatever reason, good, bad, indifferent, But you think for whatever reason, before you step out that front door, there is no way this thing is going to go well. And yet you do it. You take on this impossible task. And the conversation goes really well. Maybe there is that person that hurt you. Five minutes ago, five years ago, five decades ago. And you think, something tells me to talk to them, but every fiber in my being, every sinew in my being is saying, I don't want to do it. But you walk in the room. Or you dial the phone number. And as you're going, your blood pressure starts raising up. And you're like, I don't want to do this all the way up to the last second. And you spill out whatever it is you've got to say. And they say, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And every angry bone in your body is telling you, I want them to be lying, but they're not. They're being real. And all of a sudden, the relationship starts to mend out of that impossible situation. These are miracles that happen when we obey what God leads us to do. Even if we don't get it, I doubt with all my being that Ezekiel had a clue what was going to happen when he sees this field of dry bones. I'm not trying to make a blanket statement here. I'm not saying that do this once and all of a sudden everything is going to become lollipops and gumdrops. Not always going to happen that way. But maybe you've heard the phrase, you will always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, where's the situation you might need to obey this week? Maybe it's a conversation you need to have. It doesn't have to be life-changing or or world-changing. Different conversations that we just stall out on, say, not today. Maybe you need to have it. Maybe it's somebody that you need to forgive or a prayer you need to lift up. Maybe it's an apology that you need to make. I want you to note the active voice that I'm using here. I'm not saying maybe you need to wait until the other person comes to you. That would be like saying, 
you know what, I'm going to wait until Herman says, give me some skin. So whatever it is, step out and do it. Even just one thing this week. And see if God can't breathe some life into that situation for you. Breathe some life into your life for you. Thanks again for listening to the Woodland Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. On next week's episode, we'll be starting a new worship series, Dear Church. Some people might get intimidated at the thought of hanging out in the book of Revelation, but the first church we'll look at, Sardis, keeps things kiss simple. How do we keep alive as a church and individuals? Find out next week on the Woodlane Worship Podcast.